brothers. We're happy and we're singing and we're colored. Give me a high five. All right, cut and print. Beautiful guys. Dynamite. Yo, yo, yo. Nashville, my people, man. What's up, what's up, what's up? Peace to the city and peace to the planet. The baddest podcast in Nashville. The only podcast that gives you a radio show feeling with a podcast on the tone. Nashville, have you heard of a black man been today? How y'all doing on this Tuesday morning? My name is Jonathan Davis. I go by Jumbo. Nashville, my name is Leon Davis Jr. I go by L Dog, and we are just excited again for another week, another week of content. And another week of just, man, just being alive and being able to bring you another show. I'll tell you, we don't take this for granted, man. Over 90-plus shows, 90-plus weeks, man. It has not been an easy uh, easy uh, test, an easy task, rather. But at the end of the day, we met every challenge that came our way. And if, if God keeps giving us the grace, man, we're going to continue to meet every challenge that comes our way. And with that being said, the challenge today is get outside get you some sun, and make sure that you listen to this episode today because this one is a little bit different. This one's definitely a little bit different, man. Guys, um, man, I don't know where to go with what I'm about to say with how this episode is going to impact you. Um, But surely we are super, super excited to have who we have on the show. We're making history, and Pops, I know the city is going to love it. Yeah, man, and like you just said, we're making history, and, and I tell you what, man, it's just good to be on this journey. And again, it's not an easy journey. It's been some challenges, but at the end of the day, God has blessed us to continue each and every week bringing you different type of subjects, man, different seasons. And again, we got something different today. I bet you you couldn't have bet this man and won at the uh, FanDuel. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> hey, man, have you heard of Black Men Vent today? You guys are going to be surprised at who we have on today's show, man. Make sure you guys tap in to today's episode. This guest is our third guest for our My Mental Matters in May season, man. Shout out to all the guys that have participated in this season. A little fun fact before we get off the intro. Black Men Vent 2 Nashville is the only black father and son podcast in Nashville, Tennessee. Let that set in for a minute. The only black father and son podcast in Nashville, Tennessee. Why wouldn't you support something like this? Yeah, man, keep supporting us, man. We're trying to bring awareness to a major thing that's going on in America right now. We were talking about this thing when we first started a year and a half, over a year and a half ago, and we're going to continue to be advocates for mental health, not only in the black community, but in the community that needs uh, help in that area. And I'll tell you, if you look at our world, our world needs help in the mental health aspect. So we're just trying to be advocates, bring awareness, and also give you information that will help you if you're dealing with a mental health situation. Right after this sponsorship segment break, guys, we'll get right into it. We want to be the one-stop shop for black men and mental health resources. Make sure you guys tap in with today's episode, Nashville. Have you heard of Black Man Vent Today? And just like that, man, we're back. We're back, man. Good morning to you guys. Good morning again. The baddest podcast in Nashville, the only podcast that gives you a radio show feeling with a podcast undertone. Nashville, have you heard a black man vent today? Now, in me saying that, um, 
well, let me not, let me not, let me not. I'm super excited just naturally to be here. Um, Pops, man, how, how we feeling? How we feeling? Hey, man, right? I'm feeling pretty good. It's just good to uh, finally be back on YouTube, man, and finally mm-hmm. be back uh, back in uh, the Oral May Smith uh, studio. Yeah. We, we had to give a shout yeah. out to Miss Peaches. She's the okay. one that uh, this room was dedicated to. Mm-hmm. Um, and our church does a thing where they dedicate rooms to certain members that donate a certain amount of dollars. Uh-huh. And I don't have a room yet, but I'm trying to get there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But uh, at the end of the day, we're excited to have Miss Alana here. She had us on oh, her man. show. Oh, so man. we flipped the script. Now she's on our show. Yes. And that's how you do it. It's, 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 it's truly exciting, naturally, mm-hmm. to have the first black woman on Black Men Vents 2. This is the first black woman. Y'all have blew up my DMs about it. So here we are. The first black woman on Black Men Vents 2 presenting some, introducing the others, Miss Alana McLaughlin. Sister, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good, y'all. I'm doing good. I am blessed today. Thank y'all for having me. Yeah. And I think this is like perfect time because this comes about a week after um, our episode <laughs> just aired. Yeah. Um, and so to kind of introduce myself, my name is Alana McLaughlin. I am host and producer of Perspective with Alana McLaughlin, which is a community affairs talk show that comes on local Nashville channels, My TV 30, The CW, and WZTV Fox 17 every single Saturday and Sunday morning, seven o'clock Saturday mornings, mm-hmm. five thirty and six a.m. on Sunday morning. So mm-hmm. it's for the early birds and for mm-hmm. the people to DVR. But mm-hmm. um, it's it's been a blessing. We we were just talking about uh, the importance of discussing mental health in African-American men. And we were just talking about how those conversations haven't really been had and how those tough conversations are tough to have and why they're tough to have. You know, we said things like, you know, when's the last time you saw your daddy cry? Or your father, your your father, or your brother, or just, you know, anybody. Mm -hmm. That's like a male figure, especially in our community, really cry and express their feelings. Mm -hmm. And it was like, pretty eye-opening and kind of like scary how we were all saying like I don't I never saw my father cry Mm -hmm. I I never saw my brother cry Mm -hmm. and so I'm happy to be just on the on the other end of the conversation now and and I'm blessed and thank y'all for having me yeah Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad to have you just to preface a couple of things y'all probably like who's that baby in the background so just (laughs) look let me just throw some stuff out here man we have the first not only black woman ever on black men been to we have the first showing of a live audience that is with us in our studio at the St. James yeah. Church, man, we're super excited to have a couple people in the room to naturally see what we got going on on Black Man Event 2, man. So let's get into it. Y'all know y'all get tired of me talking. So with that being said, Alana, let's get into the conversation. You just mm-hmm. let everybody know who you were. I want to talk about just your family uh, background and whatnot. I think that um, you are related to uh, Dr. Haney, if I'm not mistaken. Let's, let's yes, talk about that a little bit. sir. So I get to brag. I am Dr. Haney's one and only granddaughter. Mm-hmm. So when you hear people around North Nashville talking about Dr. Haney and his granddaughter, that was me. I have mm-hmm. run behind that man my entire life. So to kind of explain that, uh, I'm a Nashville native. Mm-hmm. I am mm-hmm. 20 years old at the mm-hmm. time of this taping, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and I am a graduate of the National School of Arts here in Metro National Public mm-hmm. Schools, in which I now work. I work for Metro National Public Schools. I work with special needs kids, and so it's been a pretty cool thing. I come from a family of educators, starting with Dr. James Haney, mm-hmm. who is pretty known around Nashville as either the running man or the man with the talk show. Mm-hmm. The running man came from... Um, an interview he did with uh, Fox 17 News back in like the 80s. This is when like Demetria Caladimos, for the people who mm-hmm. know, you know, yeah. that's when her heyday. Mm-hmm. 
and some newscasters saw this black man running with a dog down like West End every morning like four or five in the morning and after a few weeks the guy finally stopped and was like sir you know is this your your exercise you know routine like what are you doing and he explained that he was shot in his leg as a teenager and mm. they told him that he would never walk again wow. and he made it a point to not only walk again but to run wow. and so from that incident and even well in his age he's now 80 years old but in, until about 70 78 79 he ran every single night wow every mm. single night uh it started wow. downtown you know the, the west end area mm -hmm. that vanderbilt area and mm -hmm. that's where he got his start at but he he he, he just he would run wow. he would run we'd go out of town different yeah. countries different mm. states he's mm. running mm. i'm talking about places we had never been before he's mm. outside four o'clock we're like you don't even know where, where you at <laughs> and he's running yeah. and so that's what he would do before class in the morning mm. he was a professor at tennessee state university a professor of political science and mm. history and africana studies just everything but mainly that history department mm. and um just that that history, that real foundation of education started with him. Mm -hmm. He had a daughter, my mother, her name mm -hmm. is Cheryl. She is now an educator. She's at Johnson Alternative Learning Center, which is another school in NPS. So we're all all the same thing. Shout out to Miss Cheryl. Shout out to Miss Cheryl. That is my manager. So I mm -hmm. love her to death. Mm -hmm. And then he had a son who is a science teacher also in Metro National Public Schools. So everyone just kind of trickled down and trickled mm -hmm. down. Mm -hmm. But it really started with our grandfather, well, with my grandfather. Yes, and that's, that's kind of the man that I owe everything to at, at this point yeah. uh that's he is how i got my my start on perspective well i start on television i'll say mm -hmm. about about 13 years i spent with him on comments with dr james haney i would appear just as a child starting with about age seven mm -hmm. and just talking about different little topics that i'd be learning about in school the the revolutionary war mm -hmm. slavery mm -hmm. you know just stuff that like really interests you know a kid around that age and it was it was just it was a minor thing it was just you know dr haney wants to showcase his granddaughter and i was talkative mm -hmm. i still mm -hmm. love to talk so he was, he was <laughs> yeah. like yeah put her on here she'll talk for 30 minutes yeah. <laughs> and so we just did it and it and it, 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 it was just kind of just kind of a thing that happened we just knew that once a month we'd go down and record an episode and i'd be with papa all day and i'd run back and forth and that was just that and it it lord it set the stage for me having my own community affairs talk mm -hmm. show here in Nashville. And I actually, yes. I'm on the same channels on the same times as his show comments with Dr. James Haney was. And it's just been, it's been a whirlwind. I don't even. Yeah, man. Yeah, that, that, that's real good. You know? That's real good. And it's just good to have a Nashville native here because that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to bring, bridge all the gaps in Nashville. Mm -hmm. At first, our perspective was we was trying to hit different cities and different parts of the world. But then we started looking at what we have right here in Nashville. And Nashville has everything that every other major city has, whether we believe it or not. The reason we don't believe it because we don't get out much. Yeah. That's the only thing you don't know, but Nashville yeah. has everything that every other major city has. But what I was just listening to you talk about your grandfather, what I was just thinking about is you sound like, I'm gonna ask you, were you spoiled? Did mm -hmm. granddaddy spoil you? I would say now. Now I'm I'm a little so <laughs> my cousin's in the crowd. Uh -oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Team. We got one of her kin people, and he he seems to kind of agree. <laughs> now I will I'll say that being the only granddaughter, 
definitely put me in a position to Got be some perks. Yeah, sweetheart. But also, I was a nerd. Mm-hmm. And now, all of us are pretty nerdy. My, my uncle, he's even over a Scrabble club at his school. Mm-hmm. You know, our grandparents are, you know, super brainiacs. Mm-hmm. So, you know, everybody's nerdy. Mm-hmm. But I was always that history geek. Mm-hmm. And he had that real history he, yeah, bug. Yeah, and so that's what yeah. really had me just constantly sitting at his feet, like, tell me about this and tell me about the civil rights movement. And he, you know, he was born in 1940. So mm-hmm. his 20s mm-hmm. are, you know, yeah. the civil rights, the peak of, you know, mm-hmm. the American civil rights era. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I, and, and that just, that that closeness. And then along with, you know, being the baby girl, I'm the, I'm the youngest. Mm-hmm. Well, I was the youngest. Now we got two great granddaughters that, that are spoiled. I will say they are spoiled. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, it's it's definitely, yeah. I had that, that great connection. Now, you know, I just, see, here we go. We don't, we don't script none. It just boom, boom, boom. Yeah. So with you being the granddaughter at the time, now he has two other granddaughters. I've great watched this happen before. Great granddaughter. Great granddaughter. Uh-huh. Okay, I've watched this happen before. Once they start getting the attention, did you feel some type of way? No. <laughs> and I actually, I love it because he, as much as I love my grandfather, he will stay in your ear. Mm. If he, if I'm like, if I'm not doing what he wants me to do, he's in my ear. So I kind of, I kind of smirk to myself. I'm like, ah, somebody else yeah. gets to get it now. Yeah. But um, I'm actually, I'm really excited. Um, his great granddaughters are two and, and how old? two and seven months mm-hmm. and so we're getting them set up to yeah to be the next contenders and they're mm-hmm. they're up next they sit in his face just like i used to sit at his feet and it's the same thing Man. and i can't help but smile that's a great practice. The family that's family. a great practice you know that's mm-hmm. something that we've gotten away from and you know it'll be a good question to even ask our audience later on or maybe if they want to chime in on it mm-hmm. why have we gotten to the point where we don't sit at the elders feet no more mm-hmm. that used to be a thing that we did as black people we sit at the elders feet now we got young people, they ain't got time for us old cats. Yo, 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 man, what's up, what's up, what's up? Peace to the city and peace to the planet, man. It is the baddest podcast in Nashville, the only podcast that gives you a radio show feeling with a podcast on the tone. Nashville, have you heard of Black Men Vent today? Hey, guys, we got a $10 advertisement. Somebody, somebody, somebody came through and showed Black Men Vent to some love and gave us the opportunity to advertise their brand, their platform, and anything that they are doing. I'm excited. Are you excited? Let's get excited. Who do we have today gracing our $10 advertisement on today? Z93, internet, digital, radio station. Shout out to my guy, Damon Ritchie. Man, look, man, if y'all are not tapped in with these guys, I don't know what's going on. Did you not know that there are internet radio stations? Let's start off there. Let's start off there, man. DR Global Media, Nashville. DR Global Media. These guys, they, they, they do booking and management. They do promotion. They do marketing, radio service, websites, event planning, music filming, radio advertising, any type of business consulting that you may want to do. You want to get your... Uh, your merch on the air, get your business on the air, get your song on the air. Tap into these guys, Nashville, 407-444-1651. That is 407-444-1651. Again, the DR Global Media Group is your one-stop shop for entertainment. Our services, again, include booking and promotions, management, 
radio services, websites, event planning, music and filming, and so much more. Contact these guys, Damon Ritchie, and again, the DR Global Media Group, Z93 Chattanooga Internet Radio Station, man, nonstop hip-hop, WCCZDB Internet Radio. Y'all make sure y'all tap in, man, to one of the baddest internet radio stations in the land, guys. You can email them as well at drglobalmediagroup at gmail.com. They also have merch as well. Again, Chattanooga's Z93 Nonstop Hip-Hop Internet Radio has merchandise. Support Z93 today by purchasing merch. Now available through our website by clicking the Z93 merch tab. Guys, make sure you tap in, man. These guys are doing great things. Got a lot going on, man, in Chattanooga, and they are always, always, always trying to find different ways to integrate positivity wherever that they go. And also, Z93 Internet Radio Station is a partner with Black Man Ventu. So as you go check them out, you may run into an episode of Black Man Ventu. That is our $10 advertisement for the day, Nashville. If you know anybody else that would like to advertise with our business, let us know, man. We are here, we are ready, and we want you. Let's get back into today's episode. Yeah, I'm saying, yeah, okay. they so busy running and doing their thing, which yeah. is nice. That's right. good, but you gotta get, you gotta the bridge. The gap has got to be bridged somewhere. Right. Somewhere you got to bridge the gap to find out where we came from. Right. And if you never understand where you came from, you know what goes with that. You never know where you're going. With that being said, Alana, let's get into um, your relationship with. Naturally, when we have black men on the show, mm-hmm. we talk more about the relationship with the father and the son. Talk about your mom, Miss Cheryl. Just y'all's relationship, you growing up. How important was it to have her um, naturally be with you throughout your schooling and stuff like that and be the manager currently today? I have been stuck to my mother's side, Lord, since birth, literally. I know, you know, you're at your mother's chest, you know, for those years. With my mom being a teacher, every school that I went to, y'all, I kid you not, until middle school was the same school that my mother taught at. Mm. And I was down the hallway. Now, legally, I couldn't be in the classroom. I'm not supposed to be, you know, in and maybe I was right there. (laughs) And I hung on to that security (laughs) forever. And so middle school and high school were like real crazy formative years. Cause like now I'm like, wow, I'm free. But yes, <laughs> uh, yeah, I know, you know, you get to like really, you know, try to find yourself yeah, right, as opposed right. to just having the comfort of like, I know that mom's going to be right here. If I can, you know, if I have a problem and I have this and that. So she's always played a really, really important role in my life. And we, she's my manager now right. and we are exactly alike we even down to if you heard her talk we we talk alike <laughs> and it, it i actually um i smile thinking about it now because i used to fight it for years i'm like uh-uh I'm like i don't sound i don't act like nothing like her. the exact yeah. same yeah. and yeah. and so yeah we've definitely we've had, i'm her only child mm. so that's been another thing and so she's put her all into me i did band throughout middle and high school i marched at pearl cone high school if you know the marching firebirds band of tradition if you're familiar with that i marched at tennessee state university in the aristocrat of bands i am a former aristocrat and she was at everything every performance every merge every battle every out-of-state trip she was there and she you know and never complained and now that i'm an adult and i'm looking back i'm like my god i don't know how you're not sick of me now because i have just taken up 
just all her time and space with I and I say it, I'm like, mom, you know, I'm I'm sorry, you know, for being so needy, you know. But uh but she's never complained and I think that, that really speaks to like the Christian woman she is. Yeah. And yes. like just the really just cool parent that she is she's a teacher she just got her administrative license from treveca that was her second master so mm, she's go ahead mom yep. go ahead mom i miss you shout out go miss ahead, girl yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she's she's gonna smile listen to this too because um I, I always try to give her her flowers yes. i definitely i do that yes. with everyone but especially with your parents because you never know when you're not gonna have your parents and i I ask the Lord every day, like, allow me to show my mom yeah, how yeah, much she matters. Yeah. And my dad, too. I don't want to leave my daddy out. But, yes, yes, <laughs> but was, on the topic of mom. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You're going to get into it. Uh, yeah. Talk about your dad. Go ahead. Naturally, um, you know, our platform, man, treacherous twin, my, my father. <laughs> it's just, just get into the conversation being, um, you know, the only uh, child, if you will. Mm-hmm. Talk about your relationship with your dad. Now, my dad. My dad is cool. I'm my father's only girl. Gotcha. I have an older brother and a younger brother through my father. Mm-hmm. And now being the only girl, I can definitely say I was spoiled by dad. Mm-hmm. That was that was no question. It was just mm-hmm. no thing. Mm-hmm. But um, with my dad, he was always like more of that disciplinarian, mm-hmm. that one that really set those morals and values really in stone. Mm-hmm. He is kind of a lot of the reason of how I treat people, of why I treat people, how I treat people today. Mm-hmm. Because he's a, he's a nurse. He does home health care. Mm-hmm. And so home health care is like the nurses that like literally go in your house. Uh, yeah. And they usually like are helping people who can't physically get to, you know, the doctor's office or the hospital. Right. So, you know, people who are like, you know, immobile or have, you know, different issues can't leave. Mm-hmm. And just seeing his gentle nature with people, and just how he treated people when there's no one there, because you know, like home health care, yeah, and this is so, this is yeah. back in the day before you know ring cameras and everything. So mm-hmm. you just have to put your trust mm-hmm. in whoever's coming in right. and right. hope and pray that they're you know, Decent. Decent. yeah. And seeing how he would act when you know when no one was looking, right. the extra mile that he'd go to, we'd we'd stop and pick up food mm. for different you know people, and he'd call and be like, "Is your son over there? Does he need you know milk, so and so?" And I just used to think, I'm I'm like, man, you're not getting paid no extra for that. I wonder, you know, what's this extra mile for? Mm-hmm. And it it was just genuinely because that is the the right thing to do, the Christian mm-hmm. thing to do. Mm-hmm. And you're, you'll hear me mention like Christianity a bit because I am a devout Christian. There I do attend church every Sunday morning Talk at John time. Wesley uh, United Methodist Church on mm-hmm. 901 Benton Avenue here there in Nashville. Mm-hmm. 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 And I've been a member of John Wesley going on 21 years. All My right. parents have been members 50 years. My yeah. grandparents even longer. And needless to say, we don't play when it comes to the Lord. And I I give the Lord all the praise and in any like in any space that I can and especially mm-hmm. on perspectives you'll hear me mention you know God is good yes, thank you do. Jesus yes. at least once an episode yes. because it's so real the Lord has taken me and turned my life completely around I, I can remember just being at a point where I didn't even know how I was going to be in school getting a degree on, had a balance I couldn't pay at oh, TSU on, and I, I didn't come have a purpose now. I didn't have a direction but God mm-hmm. did but God. Wow. Yeah, come and on and I, I saw my grandfather battle Louis Bodie dementia, mm-hmm. where he was on his deathbed mm-hmm. at Summit Hospital. They're telling us mm-hmm. 
to, you know, to get ready because he is not going to make it out this hospital. And God, he watches my show every Saturday and Sunday Come morning. Yeah. And and yeah. that that right there is the biggest one because he is my best friend. Yeah. And and to and to watch that and to know that that's nothing but the Lord. Oh, you yeah. know, and I give our praise yeah. to modern medicine and to everything else, but but I, that's nothing but God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To change a situation like that. Yeah. And so that's 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 the, the center of my life. Everything else just is just comes along. Man, but yeah. And look, you you stole my question because I was going to ask you how important <laughs> is Christianity in your walk with Christ? But you just gave us that. So let me ask you this then. So if if there's someone that you know that does not have a relationship with Christ, what would you tell them? This is coming look, from a 20 year old woman. Look, look like, man, you took it from me. Yeah. You took it from me again. I'll tell you what to say from a 21 year old young black woman, you know, in a, in a in a world where we, you know, sometimes we don't get, the, you know, it don't go our way sometimes. Mm-hmm. But to have that aspect of that support, not only from your family support, but the God piece. I love the God piece. I'm all about that piece. And, and, and I feel like you can't move without it. But think about this. I wish I had known what you know now at my age when I was when I was your age, 20 years old. I wish I'd have known it. But I grew up in a Christian home. Yeah. But there was I was trying to run away from it. Yeah. Then I had to run back. You know what I'm saying? So And a, and a lot of our youth do. Mm-hmm. And that's and it's especially prevalent now because like a lot of the media that mm. this generation consumes is a lot different than like my generation or generations prior. Mm-hmm. And we can even argue that like censorship was a little tighter back then meaning that you know some of the the negative things the pandora's box type things mm-hmm. of the world were kept you know boxed up mm-hmm. and so i think that just really what what i would say to someone who is you know also my age or who just just really doesn't know the lord i really there's nothing you can say i i honestly believe that you have to experience the Lord oh and you goodness. have to yes. get to a point true, where you have nothing yeah, except the Lord. Yeah. You we, now it, it may not come in the form we. of like losing a job. <laughs> we. It, you know, it, it might be yeah. losing a family member. It just might be like losing direction, but you have yes. to truly hit rock bottom and accept it. Mm. A lot of people sit in their rock bottom don't, don't for years yeah, and really don't real. and really don't yeah. believe and they're like, yeah. you know your life is miserable. You feel mm. that you're, you're tired and your energy and I'm, I'm speaking from experience. Mm-hmm. And I know, mm-hmm. and because mm-hmm. I, I can say that I was in a rock bottom for maybe like a year. Twenty until years I, old. College, and that's a part of it. <laughs> y'all, y'all see it. With what y'all talking about with mental health? Yeah, that's true. You, yeah, you see yeah, it. It yeah. gets real. And then yeah. I, especially, you know, going to college, having scholarships on my head, mm-hmm. and still have you know band practice at night, and then having to get up a class in the morning. Mm-hmm. That's no easy thing. No, no, you got to be dedicated. And then trying committed. to make a social yeah. life, and still yeah. try to get to church on Sunday morning, get to yeah. practice at four, yeah. getting out of church, yeah. and that traffic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is the type of stuff that really. We we laugh at it now, but this yeah. is stuff that has yeah. you on your dorm room floor crying, yeah. Wilson yeah. Hall pulling yeah. your hair out Come like on, no man. joke. Yeah. yeah, and I think that honestly, everyone has to go through yeah. that kind of storm to really understand who God is and yeah. what God is. It's, it's nothing. It's nothing that you can just be told. Because mm-hmm. I grew up in the church, you know, mm-hmm. all, all my life was yeah. twenty, yeah. and yeah. I, I yeah. honestly only really got to this point maybe like. I, I, 
two years ago, two, mm-hmm. three years ago, mm-hmm. where I've always, you know, I've always, you know, said my prayers before dinner right. and before bed, right. you know, but that was just what yeah. I was conditioned to do. Like I, never ritual. Twice. Yeah. I yeah. never, you know, yeah. Yeah. but when you feel yeah. the Lord yeah. and when you walk into spaces, you know that you just may not mm. have no business being mm. in and now. you're oh, really looking for yes. some kind of guys because you know yeah. that you've been led here, but it's like, yeah. you know, how am I here? Yeah. That's God, yeah. and you really, yeah. and, and everyone goes through it, no matter yeah. what age. It's it's really when you recognize that you're going through it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's yeah, that's it. Yeah, man, I, naturally yeah. everybody knows that our platform, you know, is spiritual based. Man, we we pray before every episode, without a doubt. Before every yeah. episode, yeah. we do that, and naturally our studio is at the St. James Missionary Baptist Church. Pastor Doctor George T. Brooks Senior. Mm-hmm. Um, so Alana, I want to touch on a few things before we get into a commercial break. Naturally. With what you're doing, um, I always know that to whom much is given, much is required. You know, and it's something that you know with even our podcast and stuff. You always got to teach yourself and practice self care. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? That's something that I'm trying True to that. learn. True that. Lord help me. That's something I'm trying to learn. And then naturally, just when you got a lot of motion and stuff going on, you always got to sit back, man, and just realize, just okay, take a deep breath, mm-hmm. get it in. And, and really protect your peace and your mental health. Um, wanted to touch on naturally too, guys. If you are listening, we are in our My Mental Matters in May season. Just yes. want to throw that out there. Alana, again, is a part of the four special guests that we have during our My Mental Matters season. Um, I'm going to switch the whole conversation and get you one question before we go into our commercial break. Mm-hmm. Alana, your experience with your first heartbreak. Oh Lord! I would love to know <laughs> oh, what Lord. man, or just, excuse what, me, boy, what, what, or what, however we pray, however, however, we, however yeah. we throw that out, however <laughs> we throw that out. What was your experience <laughs> with your <laughs> first heartbreak? I'm gonna sit back. What, what was your experience? This is, this is an amazing question. I'm gonna put my homegirl on the spot. My homegirl oh. Brianna is sitting right across from me. We went to the Brianna's oh, oh, Bri, you, was you there when all this went down? Yes. Oh, <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. It's always okay. ninth grade, isn't it? Somewhere around <laughs> 14, 14, 15. Oh, yeah. yeah okay, yeah. all right. Oh, all right. And now I'm in the band, right? And I had been this band geek. And y'all know I'm like borderline shelter. So I'm like really just getting into the world good. And I'm at this art school and everyone's weird and I'm weird too. So I'm like, wow, this is, you know, my oasis. <laughs> y'all. <clears throat> I was in the band playing trumpet. Mm. And God, he was playing saxophone. Uh-oh. Oh, God. Come and on, that was God. the first red flag. He was cold. <laughs> he was cold. Lord have mercy. I was just in love, y'all. I was just so in love. I think I, I, I look, I had like my mama meet his mom. Yeah, oh, that's where it started. Lord have mercy. He did not have my best interest at heart, Lord. Mm. No, he did not. And and, and it just rocked my world. It is so funny. I have not thought about this since ninth grade. But, um. I didn't mean to pull a band-aid. <laughs> <laughs> he, he who shall not be named. Triggering. Yeah. No, but it was just hilarious. And it, honestly, it really taught me what? that you have to love yourself 
before trying to yes, love ma'am. on somebody else. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I, I did not right. know I know you right what it fully meant to like really be confident in myself. You know, I was still going through this era of like didn't know what to do with my hair, you know, you and your weight is fluctuating as you know, you're hormonal and I'm like, man, I don't really know how to dress and you know what what circle I wanted to fit in. And so I I, I was like super insecure and in trying to turn to somebody else and love on them and it's like how am I trying to put this out to him and I'm not giving myself this love I don't you know the stuff I'm saying to him I'm not looking at myself and saying in the mirror mm-hmm. so how is this gonna work and I noticed it really was only until about college when I it really hit that like okay I'm I like myself yes, and I'm confident in like what I bring to the table yes. and that's just that but really it's that that confidence that self-love i know it sounds so cheesy mm-hmm. but it's real it's, it's yeah. so real, it's real because you will you will go through men women people yeah. who yeah. will yeah. treat you any kind of way mm-hmm. because you treat yourself any kind of way mm-hmm. and it's so real it'll happen in your workplace in your relationships seriously mm-hmm. so that's that's the yep. biggest thing I had to learn is be confident in Alana I'm not the tallest person I'm five feet tall I'm not the biggest person so I'm not the, the strongest the fastest whatever but I'm me there you go. and I'm pretty I cool like I like, you I know like I have my it. little like friends it. and we, like we it, do what we do and I think I'm you know pretty darn too so it's, you know like and that's how you gotta feel about yourself that's man. right that's right yeah that's what that man before I, I naturally again I didn't mean to pull that band-aid off but we if you listen to our show yeah. y'all know we curate that question with our men we ask our men what was your worst heartbreak yes we cried too yeah. y'all done hurt us too yeah. so now with that being said Alana Thank you for just naturally giving us such a great first segment, guys. The baddest podcast in Nashville. Only co- yeah. The only podcast that gives you a radio show feeling with podcast undertone. Nashville, have you heard of Black Men Bit today? Pops, you ready for a commercial break? Yeah, well, let's do a commercial break. I hate it, man, because this is going by so fast. And we and I'm, I'm liking our live audience, man. Right. And, I, and I'm liking her energy and how she's bringing all this to the table, man. But uh, we got to get a break in there somewhere. Yeah, so man. I guess we'll do it now. <laughs> commercial break, guys, and we'll get right back into it. Nashville, have you heard of Black Man Bit? Dr. James Haney. This commercial break is for you, brother. Let's go. All my life. They be trying to keep me down. All this time. Never thought I'd make it out. No, no. No. Dr. James Haney, man, the man, the myth, the legend. Black Men Ventus commercial break. We could not have a better commercial by bringing on one of those older clips of Dr. James Haney doing his thing. Guys, check out this next video. This next voice that you will hear will be none other than the voice of Dr. James Haney known as the running man or the man with the talk show, but also known as Alana McLaughlin's granddaddy. Nashville, have you heard of Black Man Vent today? Let's go!
all this time. Never thought I'd make it out. No, no. No. All my life. They be trying to keep me down. What is your favorite time of day for exercising? For some of you, it's probably the morning. For others, it's right after work. And for others, the best time is in the evening. But one Nashville man says the best time for him to exercise is in the middle of the night, after he's been asleep for a couple of hours. Andy Pearson is here with Impact 4 and Nashville at night. Where'd you find this guy? Well, it was, it was one of those strange things. <clears throat> Gary Knox and I were out about six weeks ago with photojournalist Gary Knox. It was snowing outside. It was about 38 degrees. And I'm driving down West End 3 in the morning, can't go to sleep. And I look over and I see this man running with his dog. And I don't usually do this, but I, I yelled out the window at him and said, do you always run at 3 in the morning? Well, you're about to see the answer. I found this 54-year-old man who's been a fixture of the night in Nashville since the 1970s. It's a time when the city neither stops nor goes, only flashes yellow. When the wind blows coldest. When sounds that would be buried in daylight come alive over the nighttime stillness. A time of day most men and beasts would not claim as their own, except for a select few. Hey, two o'clock until four o'clock, that's, that's my time if I'm in New York. If I'm in Chicago, if I'm in Phoenix, uh, and I've been, you know, all these places, uh, uh, everywhere I am at this time of morning, I get up and I do me an hour and 25, 30 minutes. Move on, dog. I've been running since about 1976. And I love to run at night because I'm the only one out here. I know nobody by name, but I know every truck and all the homeless folks and folks I yell at and wave at and folks who are watching out for me, police, the garbage folks, the news people, everybody. He's a fixture to people who work the night shift, as reliable as time itself. No, they see me, but they really don't know who I am. Every now and then, I'll talk to one person or something, but. 90% of them don't know who I am, have no idea. They only know they see me out here almost every morning, about the same time. He's the running man. His name is James Haney, Dr. James Haney, a professor of history at Tennessee State University. His weekly routine has been the same for 20 years. Move on, dog. I'm 54 years old feel like I'm 19, that's enough for me. I go to bed at 10, get up at 2, go back at 4, 15, 15, and back up at 6. You heard right. At about 2 in the morning, when most of us are snuggled up tight, James Haney and his dog Sandy get up from a sound sleep and run their route of 9.78 miles. He does it because he was once told this would be impossible. Back in 1975, my, my grandfather accidentally shot me in the... Uh, leg with a 38 caliber pistol, <coughs> excuse me. And I was told that uh, I would never be able to walk again. 
unless I started to use the leg. And of course, as soon as I got out of the hospital, I started running around the yard here. And uh, after a week of that in the yard, uh, went on to uh, the uh, local high school. And after uh, about six years of that, I decided to uh, go downtown. You won't see him wearing hey. headphones or taking his pulse. His shoes don't pump up. James Haney just runs down West End, past Vanderbilt. Morning. How are you doing? Up and down the deserted streets of downtown Nashville to the banks of the Cumberland River. Down the first. It's nine and seven-eighths of a mile down to the foot, all the way greeting and waving to people he's seen for nearly a third of his life. My man, how you doing this morning? All right. James Haney does this five days a week. Same time, same route, same distance. I can't see any disadvantages in this at all. This is what I do, and I love it. I'm not doing this with people. And if they don't, if they think I'm crazy, well, I can appreciate that. I just believe in the human personality, and I believe that we can do anything that we want to do once we make up our minds to do it. Takes an hour and a half out of my day, and I think it's worth it. Plus, it requires discipline. And I think I got that. And that makes me feel good about myself. Gives me greater self-esteem. And I can get out and meet the world better. As he makes that last block toward home, there's no one there. No welcoming committee at the finish line. No one to notice. Before he goes back to his wife and children in his warm bed, there's always a prayer of thanks that he's been able to put one foot in front of the other for another night. Oh, thank you, Okay. Thanks that he can still devote two hours out of each 24, even though it is in the middle of the night, to his body and his well-being. Thanks that there is life and that life is good. Very few people that I grew up with are alive today. You see, and uh, many of them have died of heart attacks and strokes and violence and whatnot. But uh, Dr. Haney keeps pushing on. And I tell folks that I'm going to be around here a long, long time. I'm going to be around here at least a hundred plus. You know, I mean, that's what I'm looking for, you know. In fact, Dr. Haney says he plans to live to be 120. Very now, Willard Scott. <laughs> Impre now, does the doctor ever have problems out there? Anybody ever attack him or try to rob him? Or never. In 20 years. Really? Never had a problem. In all those cities, too. But he, he says the, the biggest threat is the cars, you know, yeah. coming out from the clubs yeah. late at night, so he doesn't run on Saturday. Yeah. Very, very, not, very impressive. I'm, I'm amazed. He goes to bed, wakes up, and does this. Yeah, I, and, and, he, and he's refreshed. That's amazing. <laughs> just like that man just like that we're back we're back as i always say on the show if you just now joining us something's wrong with you get yourself together because we are here the baddest podcast in nashville on the podcast to give you a radio show feel on the podcast undertone nashville have you heard a black man been today we don't have a black man here today if you're just now joining us we have a lot of mclaughlin mm -hmm. she's here with history us. making history, history making history making Ooh. first black woman ever on black man been too gracing us during our my mental matters in season mm -hmm. uh, excuse me our my mental matters in may mm -hmm. season on black man been too our mental health matters and so does yours yes. let's get into it man y'all know how we rock second half of our episode man we get into the real we get into the raw we get into the authentic alana trademark question what would you like to vent about today 
in the black man's too. Oh goodness, where do we start? Let's think about hmm, what do I want to vent about? Since we're going through the file cabinet in my head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think I want to vent about support. And I, I want to talk about support that comes from outside of the black community. Mm. I don't feel like black people are often supported equally in terms of other races by other races. And I think that has a lot to do with the history of slavery in America and the history of civil rights and Jim Crow. But I want to talk about today in this, this day and age. We constantly are hearing stories about like the Karens mm. and you know, like those those types of people. And I guess really this whole rant would be kind of centered around being black in America. Mm. Being black in America is probably the scariest and like hardest thing one could do. In my personal Amen. opinion, Amen. I am not a philosopher. I do not have a degree yet, <laughs> but um, to be black in America is just no easy feat. And I think that regardless of where you live and how you live, being African-American in the United States of America, if you wake up every morning and whether it's in the back of your head, the front of your head, or like just somewhere in there, you know that at some point during your day, you're gonna have to go some type of extra mile to receive the bare minimum. And you're gonna have to go some type of extra mile to be treated equally. And we accept those things in terms of it. It may affect how you dress that morning. It may affect how you speak to people in public. It may affect, you know, you smiling at your boss when you're really not feeling like it, but you know you have to. God forbid you be the angry black woman in the office. (laughs) And (laughs) for having emotions that you see your coworkers display and it's cool, we can walk right past them and they they can downright look you up and down. Mm. And, but it's but it's fine. A Just having a bad day today. Said it's cool when they do. It's cool when they do. I just wanted to throw that in there. Mm-hmm. And and I think about that. I throughout my life have been in a lot of spaces where I was a minority, whether it was being a woman or just being black. And oftentimes it was being the only black woman Mm -hmm. in something. Mm -hmm. And now I'm thankful to say that I do not experience this where I take perspectives with Alana McLaughlin. I just want to put that in there. Don't think that you're going to come to the show or come to our station and anyone's going to treat you any differently than the head anchor at the news station. I don't play that. And they don't play that. My grandfather didn't play that. And so luckily that doesn't affect like my hobbies but in workspaces and in other like just personal spaces I'm from Mount Juliet Tennessee Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to Nashville natives and to Tennessee natives you know that this is a predominantly white area it's a but it's a nice area it's you know for what it's worth you know old money war money and when you think about old money in America there are only a few ways that you got old money yeah, 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 and lots yeah. of them hung on trees mm. and worked in fields mm. and so um, and we see the remnants of that here in Nashville the Bell Mead Plantation Andrew yes. Jackson's The Hermitage mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I think that even though it's like 2023 now we haven't we haven't moved much further past that in terms of just sentiments of black people and black people in America. We are not afforded the same opportunities 
I didn't shift the microphone. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> we are right. not afforded the same opportunities yeah. as other people. They've even now they started to you know start studies about it and release studies and you know talk about you know uh, the disparity between you know black pay versus you know other races, black mm-hmm. women being mm-hmm. you know given job opportunities, applications looked at, mm-hmm. and it just it really it gets real when you get older. I'm I'm 20 now. And so I'm just now kind of getting into the corporate world and like just really getting like my foot out there. And boy, it's cold. It's cold out there. Mm-hmm. And I just I think about so many so many instances. Like for instance, here's a good example, personal example. As I was working on the production of Perspectives, and this is after I had pitched it to um, a national board and, you know, tried to get approval of this show and, you know, see where I could go with this. I had shared with a, a supervisor of mine that this was like one of my goals and this was, you know, something that was so dear to me and my grandfather and this is what I was going to do. And this supervisor totally burst my bubble. This supervisor asked me who who did I think I am to be able to take off a half day once a month out of work and uh, I had even set it up to where I'd only miss like four half days or like four days out of the school year for this entire endeavor out of an entire August to May school year only about four or five times um and I had this supervisor laugh in my face and say uh things like what you think that uh, you, you're going to go to McDonald's and ask them to take off a half a Wednesday a month to go record a show? And I, I was just totally burst by that. Um, and But then, you know, I kind of wrote it off. I gave it grace. I was like, you know, maybe she's a boss. She's just, you know, caring about staffing, whatever. But then I had a co-worker who is my same age, but mm. looks a little different than me. Mm. But look mm. real similar to our supervisor. Mm. I had I had I had this coworker propose that they wanted to go back to school. And so they were gonna start taking half days and a couple days out the year to be off. Been there, done We celebrated it. It was the response from our supervisor was that's fine. I'm gonna give you all the protocols that you need. The same supervisor put in two formal reprimands to our HR department about um, job insubordinates because oh oh and uh, misuse of personal time personal time misuse of personal time for me taking off for uh, misuse of the time that I earn. for this and then set provisions up for this other co-worker who was actually asking for more time and uh, more you know grace and lenience in her situation which was you know still important she wanted to go back to school whatever and that was a very harrowing moment that's that's when things began to get a little clear that's 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 when I started understanding why uh, some of our meetings would go real sour when I'd say like, hey, the show's on in the morning. But but it'd be in the conversations of like, so-and-so's pregnant mm-hmm. and so-and-so got a promotion. Like and I'm like, oh yeah, you know, my little hobby, my little, you know, so-and-so's kid is ice skating. Oh yeah, well, I, I got this thing. Yeah. Honey. Crickets. <laughs> Crickets. 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 And then uh, to take it a step further, yeah. I even had other coworkers in this building who looked like me, who were like overjoyed about it and in my face, and they were like supportive mm. of it. Mm. And and then like our supervisor would start to sh- cold shoulder them. Mm. And that's when I knew. Mm. They 
it's the saying is often they don't want to see a brother win. They don't want to see a sister win. Mm-hmm. 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 And if you know, you know. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, you will. Mm-hmm. And because mm-hmm. it's it's real. Yes. And I, you know, and I consider myself, you know, staying in diverse environments and working in, and 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 they are. But you're you're gonna come across somebody who still has that. Yeah. That is our first question, and we call it what? The bail break. The black men been to bail break. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So what's the question? Break. We got a question. I do. Okay, come on. Come on. Come on. This is uh this is this is Ken folks. Jordan Haney, yeah. former guest on Black Men Yeah, Vincent. former Reach guest, that's right. Yeah, listen to that. Yeah. And and a lot Okay. So my question to you is it was a little off topic of what you were just saying now. Uh-huh. Back to the first segment. Mm-hmm. Who is one of your, or you can give me maybe one or two or three uh-huh. of your role models, people that you looked up to in the mass media world, mm-hmm. other than don't say Paul Paul. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's number one. Uh-huh. And, uh, I know you probably say Oprah, but but give me some of your influences. Let and, me let me curate the question oh, yeah, in the yeah. mic real quick. So the question was for our audience that's listening. For Alana, name one, two, three, just however many people that you can name to essentially talk about who impacted your uh, media, your media and your entertainment. Because, you know, Paul Paul did his thing. But w- what were some other mass media idols that you idolized and looked up to? Yo, 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 Nashville, man. What's up? What's up? What's up? Peace to the city and peace to the planet is the baddest podcast in Nashville. Only podcast that gives you a radio show feeling with a podcast on the talk of Nashville. Have you heard a black man vent today? What's popping? Man, let's check out. You guys know how we rock, man. If you are loyal listeners to the show, in the second half of our episode, we get into the black man vent to black news weekly segment, guys. What is going on in our city that is blackity? black and black man let's see what we got first things first man we want to give out a couple of shout outs man shout out to nami tennessee the national alliance on mental illness of tennessee don if you're listening to this brother we love you thank you man for allowing black man Ventu to grace the event this past weekend that was the mental health walk for mental health awareness month guys it was a true true great showing even in the rain we were still advocating for mental health. And man, we just love, love, love that you guys thought about us to be volunteers for such a great event. Shout out to NAMI, Tennessee. One more shout out, man. We want to give a shout out to the Fab Foundation. The Fab Foundation, guys, led by Antoine Cheryl. He was a former guest on the show. Make sure you guys, man, tap in with them on Instagram as well as they are also doing great things in the city. They just had a fish fry last last Saturday, a fish fry last weekend, and you know we came with a fork and with a spoon. So, guys, tap in with the Fab Foundation. Let's get into it, man. The Black Men to Black News Weekly segment. What is going on in the city that is blackity, blackity, black? What's popping? Let's see what we got going on, man. First things first, guys, the... Covenant Apparel, man. My boy Ty, hope you're listening to this, brother. Much love for you. Thank you, man, for thinking about Black Men Vent 2. Guys, this will be our first ever panelist opportunity. We will be panelists with other great guys on the 27th of this Saturday, guys. The Health is Wealth Mind Over Matter event led again by the Covenant Apparel. Shelby Park Community Center is the, is the place. The address 401 
That's 401 South 20th Street, Nashville, Tennessee. We will get started this Saturday, the 27th at 2.30 p.m., guys. Sponsored by a lot of different local Nashville businesses. Make sure you guys come check us out. Surely it's going to be a great event, man. Shout out to the Covenant Apparel. One more, guys. One more, guys. Shout out to the event that is being thrown at the Rock United Ministries. That's 2422 Alameda Street. I am sure I'm butchering that, so let me spell it. A-L-A-M-E-D-A Street, Nashville, Tennessee, 37208. There is a free Juneteenth fish fry. Love it, man, when we getting ready for our holiday. Free Juneteenth Fish Fry in Nashville. It is going to be a community-led event with food, games, snow cones, live DJ, and more. All advocating for mental health and mental health support, guys. An event for the entire family Saturday, June 17th. Saturday, June 17th at 12 noon. Shout out to all the sponsors. Black Mental Health Village, PWR, man, Patrick Walker, Reese, my brother, man. You doing amazing things in the city. Preston Taylor Ministries and more. Make sure you guys... Go out, check out that event, man, Saturday, June 17th at 12 noon. Let's get back into the episode. That's some some Ken folks. That's some Ken folks. That's a great question. Number one, um, for the people who are from Nashville, you'll probably know Vicki Yates. Mm. Yes, Mm. News Channel 5. Everyone in this room just like Mm. nodded in agreement. Mm. Oh my goodness. Mm. Y'all. I used to rush home from school to see what Vicky Yates was wearing. And I just loved Vicky Yates. You couldn't tell me I wasn't related to Vicky Yates. No, and I remember once seeing her at the gas station and I, I like wanted to speak. I, I was like, oh my God, 10. And I was like, oh, she's she's a real person. She's getting gas. <laughs> and I was just so starstruck because she's so eloquent. You know, she's degreed she and she, oh my God, she's won just different awards. She's just this awesome lady. And y'all, I am so proud to say that two weeks ago, I got a message from her on Instagram. Oh. <laughs> yes, and she was like, talk show now mm-hmm. but that's another that I've watched because she used to do um, a lot of like investigation discovery like a lot of crime stuff and uh, me and my mom are real crime junkies so we'd sit and listen to an audience yeah. but I'd look at her and you know just see the shortcut mm-hmm. and just see just how beautiful she was mm-hmm. and was just blown away just how she could just carry these conversations and she was gripping mm-hmm. and she was telling you the facts just how it was and yeah. it was just no thing yeah. and I, I say to myself I'm like how do I get like that yeah 
and just women like that and then just like a couple of randoms i'm not gonna go into it but like connie chung and just different mm-hmm. reporters around the world even like the katie kurtz just mm-hmm. seeing those women mm-hmm. in those male dominated spaces mm-hmm. still being beautiful mm-hmm. i was like what <laughs> you know and mm-hmm. and i love to talk to people so i'm I'm looking at these people talking and thinking man i would love to do something like this how do i do this mm-hmm. and and that's really that stayed with me i can't get over vicky yes you done made me bring that <laughs> no, you do it. No, i, I no, told no, nobody no. about it i yeah, told my family good, about yeah. it and i just i smile at that every morning i'm like wow Vicky Yates. So, yeah. so those that are my two awesome. people. That was a great question, Jordan. Thank yeah, you for man. that. You no, know, shout out to Vicky Yates. Seriously, though, and her retirement. Vicky Yates, if you are listening to this, man, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I've watched you all my life yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Couldn't wait for you to let us know when school was out because it was snowing. Snowing, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, and Leela. Oh, shout out to Leela. Yeah, shout out to Leela, too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I had a question. I'm going I'm to flip it back to where we was at. Mm-hmm. So, when you're seeing all those opposing situations come your way as a black woman how do you when you see that type of stuff you know a lot of time in society we already got there before y'all got it yeah you know what i'm saying uh-huh. but every now and then they would give you a break just to say we fit the quota or yeah. we got one in here yeah and it's a lot of time it's a black woman mm-hmm. how does that so how do you kind of you know, just kind of get yourself to the point where you say, okay, they gave me an opportunity, but I got to help bring somebody else up. You know what I'm saying? Get somebody else in this space. That's a lot of pressure. Yeah. How much pressure is it? It's a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. I think with the position I've been put in with perspectives, mm-hmm. it's it's like totally driven by me. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, my mom's my manager. She, she reminds me to put my head on before I walk out the door. Mm-hmm. But aside from that, like calling people, fun people, what mm-hmm. I'm about to wear, who's mm-hmm. about to do this makeup, this hair is like all on me mm-hmm. um and it, it is no easy feat because i also you know i still work a day job i'm still in school mm-hmm. i still try to play my trumpet lower my trumpet has been neglected <laughs> and it's it's no easy feat but i tell myself that this is what's necessary for um, just other people in Nashville. I don't, I try to not just say black Nashville, even though I, I do, as a black Nashvilleian, mm-hmm. I'm always going to push black Nashville. Sure. But really, I try to make it like an everyone thing mm-hmm. because I, I, I don't have a degree. I don't have a doctorate, mm-hmm. any credentials, whatever. These people took a chance on me at this station. Mm-hmm. And they took a chance on me being able to prove to them that I'm going to do something positive and be consistent and be disciplined with it and put out good content. Mm-hmm. And in having that responsibility, I, I it's almost required of me to spread that to be able to give other people the opportunities to talk about you know what they're doing for the community like i tell everyone there's no requirement to being on perspectives i've had felons i've had pastors i've had you know people who have been drug addicts Mm -hmm. sex workers Mm -hmm. whatever you know they sharing their perspective Mm And and then it just is what it is. And so I, I try to make it like a real open door kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I tell everyone, now, now it's got to the point where too many people text me and call me on Instagram. Yeah, so I've had to make like a little website and little saying. little Google forms. But aside from that, I'll, I'll talk to anybody. And I'm, I'm currently, I'm booked out till August. So I'm, I'm trying to tell you, I'm like, I'm like, just, you know, bear with me. I, I promise yeah. that I'll get to you. And I'll, you know, I'll let you, but I, it's, it's, getting, it's getting hectic. Yeah. But I always, I feel that, 
that's what the Lord expects. Yes. Who would I be to be selfish with something like that mm-hmm. and to be uppity and you know yeah. hold my nose? Because there was a point where like no one uh, wanted to be on perspectives. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no one wanted to shoot my pilot episode. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna lay that out there. <clears throat> Excuse me. Mm-hmm. And actually, now that we're getting into that, I even had professors at Tennessee State University, my own professors who I reached out to to be guests and they like either would decline or ignore mm-hmm. or not feeling it because they thought this wow. was just some school project. Mm-hmm. They were just not. And I ended up having Shannon Sanders, who was K. Michelle's manager. We were speaking about K. Michelle off camera, but she's, he's K. Michelle's manager and he's the creative director over at Broadcast Music Incorporated. Downtown BMI. Mm-hmm. He's written for India RE. He's responsible mm-hmm. for like a good number of her hits. If you know, um, you know, Seeing Green by Chris Brown and Nicki Minaj. Yeah. And you know that instrumental yes. background. That's Heather Headley. He's behind Heather Headley. And that's oh, wow. those are like his vocals oh, wow. in that. Oh wow. So he oh, wow. that is yeah, just, side, the song just hit my head. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> it did, yeah. Okay. He was in the Elvis wow. movie as the pastor wow. singing. He uh was over like the soundtrack for that. And I thought about that and I was like, wow, my own professors mm. would not extend, mm-hmm. you know, just 30 minutes of their time. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't, I, you know, I can't offer no compensation. I'm not getting compensated. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, you know, I'm telling you that, you know, this is a good thing for the community and yes. this is what people need to hear. And yes. They were yes. not fooling with it, but Shannon Sanders did. And we had an awesome pilot episode that it's, it's on YouTube. And it was really a go. And I think that really like resonated within me. I'm like, wow, Mm -hmm. it really just, it takes one person to really change a life. Cause he changed mine. Mm -hmm. Seriously. I I don't know who it would have been or what it would have been without Shannon. Yes. But yeah, it just takes that one person extending that arm and, you know, wanting to other people to, you know, Mm -hmm. share in that Mm -hmm. experience and in that wealth. And he's, you know, seen the beauties of the world so much that he was eager. He was like, yeah, I'd love to help a young kid, you know, Mm -hmm. out with this. And he Mm -hmm. didn't think no thing of it. Mm -hmm. And he pulled up in this Benz and, Mm -hmm. oh my God, watch bling. And he was beautiful. (laughs) They just didn't care. He was like, yeah. He was like, what are we doing after this? Want to get coffee? I'm like, oh my God. (laughs) Thank you. I was was like, almost crying on that man. He's, he's just looking around. He's like, yeah, I need your grandfather at TSU. I'm like, oh my God. And so, yeah, awesome. and, that, and that really showed me that like, no matter what heights I get to or whatever depths, I will always like to the best of my ability put put that back yes. into, you yes. know, into just other people and into the community. And that's yes. kind of what I feel like I do with perspective. Sure. Yeah, and sure. I, and I tell sure. all the guests, sure. bring somebody else yeah. and tell yeah. somebody, you got a yeah. cousin that got a story, she's fresh out of jail, but she's she got, you know, ordained in jail mm-hmm. and she has a story to be told. You yeah. call me. Yeah. It just mm-hmm. is, is what it is. We love it. We love it. Question. Boom. The black man built to bail break moment. Bail break moment. <laughs> Let's say three to six months. You know, what would you like to accomplish? And also, you know, for, for you to be your age, I just want to say that, you know, I really admire you, you know, for a 20, 20 year old. But what do you want to accomplish? What's your goal? What do you want to accomplish with the show within the next six months? Man. The Black Man Venture. I didn't mean to interrupt. I don't want anybody to know what was the question. Uh, Valerie Davis, our manager from Black Man Venture, ask the question to Alana McLaughlin. What is your goal? What is your, what are you looking to accomplish? What are your uh, admirations, if you will, in the next three, six, three to six months mm-hmm. uh, on the show? I think right now, I guess for that short term goal, I'm really trying to get a more diverse group of people. Mm-hmm. I've had 
like only men so far. Mm -hmm. So my next tapings, I got three women yeah. and then I have, you know, yeah, and I'm looking for different women. And so that kind of diversity. Mm -hmm. But also I want to focus on kind of areas that I'm not as familiar with. Cause like a lot of the things I'm talking to black people about the black community. So it's like, you know, you could go for hours and hours, not even know what you're talking about. Cause you know, two black people, y'all are going to chop it up, yeah. you know, in, in, right, in yeah. some capacity, yeah, right. you know? Yeah. Uh, and so I really want to step out of my comfort zone and really just have different groups of people. Um, I have people from like the LGBTQ community yes. and those alliances coming for like pride month. Yeah. And then, you know, different people, people who work in like healthcare through like breast cancer and things a little bit for like October and stuff, but really just getting out of my comfort zone and allowing uh, broader perspectives to be shared, really. Uh, I don't want to get boxed in and I don't, I don't want people to look at the show and be like, oh, I'm not black or I'm not young or flashy, so I can't get on there. Keep them all, keep on, keep them all guard. Yeah, yeah on you know, because yeah. it's, it's yeah. nothing yeah. like that. If you're doing something positive for the community, that's it. Yep. You give me a call yep. and we'll make it right. I probably can't get you next month. <laughs> it may not be two months, mm -hmm. but you give me your number, I'm a call. Mm -hmm. I promise I'm gonna call. Mm -hmm. And so yeah, just basically broadening my horizons mm -hmm. kind of. Yeah. So, yeah, cool. Thank you for that question. That's cool. yeah. I think that it's, it's so dope and that everybody's been listening. It's so dope to see both of our platforms mirror each other. Mm -hmm. um, because naturally with perspectives what you shared is you've only had black men on the show up to the last couple of weeks mm -hmm. everybody listen to this podcast know that we done had only black men mm -hmm. so to shake up the game shake mm -hmm. up the platform as you said I just think that's dope mm -hmm. I just think that's dope man and I, I just really really can't, can't uh, just express enough how much we are excited to have you be the first black oh, woman on the yeah. black men vent. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. First yeah. black woman. Whatever this show becomes, of course, God is in control of that. Mm -hmm. Whatever becomes, there will never be another first. There will never be yeah. another first. <laughs> yeah. With that being said, we're going to wrap up, guys. What I want to do, uh, we do this for every male guest that we have. Um, thank you for your story. That's yes. first yeah. first. Thank you thank for venting. You. Thank you for your story. Um, every guest that we have, uh, black men, if you will, we ask them, we curate this question. We tell them that somebody that's listening, black yeah. woman, black man, yeah. white woman, white man, they thinking about crashing out. They, they done heard Alana, they've heard everything you said, they done laughed, they done did all that, but they still thinking that, nah, I, I gotta get to that bridge, I'm finna jump. I gotta, I, I, I think I'm finna take these pills, right? With our platform being truly, truly dedicated to mental health, we ask the question, what would you tell that person if you were right there in front of them, right here, right now? As you're on the mic, um, they're listening in. They need a message from Alana McLaughlin to save their life right now. Talk to the mic and let them know everything's going to be okay. Just give it a little more time mm. because I promise you the, the bottom that you're at and the, the, the crashed out feeling you're feeling, I swear, this is the preface to your breakthrough, mm. to your rainbow, I swear to you, the, the hardest, the toughest part of your storm is going to come right before. Let it come to fruition. I've had so many friends who passed before their art or their music finally hit the way they wanted it to. And it's just like, God, just a little while longer. I can't tell nobody what to have hope for. Mm -hmm. I can't tell nobody. I, I can't really tell you what there is to have hope about. But I can say that you push through anything a little bit longer, mm -hmm. you're going to get through it. Mm -hmm. 
like a, a, a more lighthearted example. We used to be working out on the field, and then we'd get to almost about a hundred of whatever we were doing, and and about eighty, you feel like passing out. Mm-hmm. But you know that if you hit the ground, then all four hundred of us are going to have to do it over again. Mm-hmm. And you know that all four hundred of us are going to be upset at this mm-hmm. one person mm-hmm. because you crashed out mm-hmm. at eighty. Mm-hmm it's right there you have to really you have to tap into a different kind of energy imagine being at 80 push-ups and you 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 got to get to 100 and at that 80 point you're really feeling like giving up and just saying you know forget this forget this scholarship forget you know everything but just keep pushing and, and tap into that different kind of energy within yourself because maybe when you hit that 100 you might sprint down the field Believe it or not, you might feel that different. You might hit a backflip and feel <laughs> the best you felt all night. And you'd be like, oh my God, I was about to die yeah. 20 push-ups ago. Yeah. Keep pushing. Your breakthrough comes. And I, I, I tell it to anybody. I think we're all God's children. And I know that the Lord has different plans for all of us, but he has a plan for all of us. True. And True. just just see it through. So he's ready for you. And that's all that that's the best that I can give. Just so see it through. Good. Sounds I love good. it. Pop. Sounds good. Woo. Yeah, yeah. Miss yeah. Yeah. Solana, you have right. really blessed us today right. with your story right. and with your testimony and with your just encouraging words. And we are truly wished and hope and pray the uh, perspective gets, uh, you know, goes further than you even thought in your mind. Mm-hmm. You know, anything that we thought, we hope it goes further. And when you get to that plateau, if we're still right here, don't forget us. Bring us with you. I know. Yeah. Everybody's coming. I got a big bus on that. You know, yeah. putting everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Man, it's been good. It's, it's been, been good. good, man. Another yeah. good episode, man. The Baddest Podcast and Nashville Podcast. We'll be ready with your feeling with the podcast on the tone of Lonnie McLaughlin tonight. Yeah. Woohoo! Thank yeah. y'all. Thank, Thank y'all. y'all. Guys, again, she is a part of our My Mental Matters in May season. Stay tuned. You might see another black woman. Yeah. You never know. So stay tuned. We yeah. got a lot more coming, man. We banging through this month of May. Mental Health Awareness Month, guys. It is what it is. It ain't what it ain't. You can do what you can. Nashville has been great. Until next week, it's a wrap. Black man or black woman, don't get trapped.